it's Lisa. And it's Danielle. And it's Tiffany. We want to thank you guys for joining us today on Mommy's Wine Time. All right, so tonight we are drinking eggnog, and we mixed a little Captain Morgan in there. And I actually used a jigger, which is actually the shot measuring thing. I didn't know what it was called, the jigger. I was just like, oh, you know, the shot thingy-majiggy from the bar. So we actually have equal amounts of alcohol in our drinks at this point. Um, how do you guys like it? It's good. You know, it's the first time we ever use a shot jigger. <laughs> the thing on my jigger. I like it. I like eggnogging um, Captain Morgan. Did you put the little seasoning in there? Yeah. It yeah. No, it's nutmeg. I just sprinkled a little nutmeg on there. I made it a little cute. Good thing none of us is allergic to nuts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is that the same? Is nutmeg and nut? I <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Well. I like it though. It's really good. If the listeners know, does nutmeg really come from nuts? Just I think it not. looks like I saw a picture of it and it looks kinda like a like nut. A yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like a walnut almost. Oh. Oh, and it's probably just kind of grinded or whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Comes from a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, um I don't really like eggnog most of the time, so the only time I drink it is during the holidays, and I don't really drink a lot of it. I know some people go crazy with drinking the eggnog. Not super big into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's like one of those things you can have a couple times, and then I'm kind of good with, but really because eggnog messes with my stomach because I can't have a lot of milk. But <laughs> some people like, literally from the time it comes out to the time it's done, like drink it on a daily basis. Funny. Do you not like it? I do, but it's rare that I that I drink it. So, but I do like it. You like it with the? You can really taste the alcohol. You like it. You can and you can't. Yeah, like Like, really a lot of sweet. Yeah, I get like that taste where I can taste it, and then it's like the next sip is like I can't taste it at all. So it just, like I said, you can and you can't. But it smells good. It smells real good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it does smell good. Mm-hmm. But I like the smell of eggnog. With yeah. or without alcohol in it. <laughs> True. Right. I do like the smell of it. It's good. <laughs> Alright, well today um, I kind of want to do go over the topic of like what people think of Christians and churches. Um, it's kind of been another big thing um, on social media and in the news and um just of people's thoughts in general, because it, you know, it's just, I guess, another good topic to cover. Um, I really, I really didn't want to, like, debate with people. Um, I didn't want to get in an argument. Um, I really just kind of wanted to know people's thoughts. Um, we actually, at church, did a um, partnership meeting not that long ago, and they showed this video um, that our... Um, pastor actually went down to the streets of Chicago and um, asked people um, what they thought of Christians and then what they thought of Jesus. And the answers were so opposite from each other that I was like, you know, that actually um, kind of brings up a lot of curiosity of my own to see what what people think. Um, of course, I feel like whatever your belief is, whatever you feel, you know, that's your own belief, and I'm not going to judge anybody for it. I'm just like, I wouldn't want to be judged for mine. Um, So actually, one of the things that I did was I talked to my pastor, and I asked him if I could ask him a couple questions and get his responses, and he said yes. So I will read the question and then the response to you once I get to come back up here. Um, My first question to him was, as a pastor, what are your thoughts on all the negativity that now that's now associated with religion and churches in general? He said that there's no question that Christianity and the church has for quite some time struggled with what feels to me, at least like a perception problem, especially when it comes to the perceptions that people outside of the church seem to have about people inside of the church. This became very real to us a few years ago 
when one day we decided to grab a video camera and head out to the streets of Chicago to do some street interviews where we asked random people two specific questions. The first question was, what do you think when you hear the word Jesus? And the second question was, what do you think when you hear the word Christian? Um, what we discussed over the course of about an hour was that overall, people thought very highly of Jesus, saying things like, Jesus was a good guy, kind, loving, compassionate, pretty cool, um, altruistic, peaceful, sincere, someone whose life is worth emulating, etc. But when the question about Christians was asked, the tone shifted and the people described Christians as being judgmental, narrow-minded, out of touch, uneducated, backwards, the South, overboard, extreme, conservative, white, fanatical, crazy, Texas, overpowering, and rigid. Honestly, these responses were shocking to all of us. Uh, were shocking to us at weren't shocking to us at all. I'm sorry, but what they did confirm the existence of what seems like a really big gap between how people view Jesus and how they view those who are supposed to be representing Jesus. And this isn't just the case where here in Chicago, these perceptions are shared in cities all across America and even more so in cities across Europe. The question I think those of us in the church have to ask is, who is the problem? I think there are probably a lot of people who would quickly answer, it's their problem, but I disagree. I think it is largely our problem. Thankfully, there are a lot of churches, just like the Orchard, who really care about this stuff and are committed to doing whatever they can to help change people's perceptions about Christianity and the church in general. What do you guys think about um, his response to question one? I think that's accurate because I know we posed the question to our listeners and the first one was, when you hear the word Christian, what do you think of? Mm -hmm. And I got responses such as hateful people, weak people, mm -hmm. conformed, narrow-minded, brought on by conditioning and being uninformed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's basically in line with what he's saying. Mm -hmm. When you hear the word Christian... A lot of times you think of someone who's constantly judging you, um, who feels like they're better than you, that, mm -hmm. that their God is better than your God right. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people interact with Christians in a way that reflects that because that's what they're conditioned to thinking based on their interactions with Christians that they're used to talking to. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of, um, like, I've come across it in my life and across people who, you know, for a long time, like, I was kind of truly questioning, like, my faith and, you know, what I thought of Christians um, because could they can be they can be a lot can be truly judgmental not all of them like i'm so happy that we found the church that we did because it is the complete opposite there like you so are you, what are you are you christian are you a certain denomination um or? our church is non-denominational okay so you are a christian uh, right then. okay right. And Danielle, what is our church church is non you're a christian yeah. non-denominational okay right you see i'm christian i was raised protestant mm -hmm. um but i don't know if that's different because I was raised in the military. Mm -hmm. So the churches on the military base were either Catholic or Protestant. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was no, like, Baptist or Episcopal. Or, no, <laughs> right. there's a lot of denominations, and mm -hmm. all of them believe something, like, different. Right. A lot of tweaks to what the way they interpret the Bible and mm -hmm. things like that. So I was raised Protestant, um, but... I'm not sure exactly how Protestant is different mm -hmm. from a lot of the other ones, to be honest. Now, the church that um, you and Stroh went to for a while, what was that? Was it an, um, didn't you guys I used to go to church on Saturday? No. Oh, we go, I think it's non-denominational. It? Okay. I believe it is. It's, um, but I like churches, non-denominational churches, because I feel like there's less 
rules or expectations right. to follow their interpretation of what the word is. Mm-hmm. It tends to be more of a general message of like love and acceptance and mm-hmm. goodwill and helping others out and, you know, trying to move closer mm-hmm. to the Lord and, you know, to live your life how he'd want you to live. So I think I tend to, if I went more religious aspect, I would probably side more with non-denominational, but I think I'm one of those people that's kind of like slowly moved away from the church mm-hmm. because I feel like what they're pushing is not really what I learned growing up about the church. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is like a judgmental tone. I feel like it's like, if you don't believe what we believe and you don't practice how we practice, mm-hmm. then you're going to hell. And I don't believe in the message of condemnation. I've never believed in that at all. I've always been like, you love, like, that's what the Bible teaches you is to love others, to respect others, you know, to have a community with others, Mm -hmm. to lead others towards being moral, to be towards being good. And if your religion leads you in that direction, then I feel like your religion is just perfectly fine. Yeah. So. And that's, that's truly like, and I'm sure your church is probably the same way. Like it's more of what Tiffany was just saying because it is non-denominational. Like that's how our church is. Like they make it extremely clear that, you know, and, and it kind of, um, actually I'll read this into the next question I have from him because he describes this in here. Um, my next question was, how do you strive to make sure all people, no matter what, um, no matter what are felt or what. Yeah, what are felt... No, wait, what was I trying to say? How do you strive to make sure all people, no matter what, are felt welcome to the orchard? Sorry, my screen is like going big and small here. Um, We decided a long time ago that the orchard would be a place that welcomes everyone, regardless of where they're at in their spiritual journey. We realize that a lot of people are very leery, leery about church. And oftentimes when they finally do show up at church, they do so with walls and defenses up. And I get it. It's largely justified. And so we realize that we can either reinforce those walls or we can be intentional about helping remove them. This is why our focus isn't just on doing things with creative excellence, but it's also on being extremely transparent and real with people. For example, our church gathers in a in the round. So like all of our chairs at church are pretty much in a circle and the pit where um we're like the where they worship at the beginning of the service and where Scott Saint stands, it's not a huge high podium. And Scott where, is a pastor. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. It's um where he stands. It there. He's not like he's way above you or they're way above you. Like they're pretty much right there. It is up. Maybe this like you can't really see Danielle's table, but it's not like high, a foot and a half, yeah, two feet, right off the ground to where it's like they're above you because. You know, they're better than you because they're talking down on you. Um, um, With the band and pastor in the middle of everyone, this communicates that we are all together as opposed to the pastor being far away and above everyone on some kind of elevated podium or whatever. We also believe that it is not our job to try and change anyone. And the truth is we can't, which is extremely freeing for everyone. We believe that only God can change a person's heart, of course, with a ton of cooperation from that person. And it's when religious people forget this, that they become judgmental asses that nobody wants to be around. Sigh. So we just feel like the best thing we can be about is what Jesus seemed to be about, which was loving people, loving people, no matter who they are or where they're at in life. So we really do welcome everybody, married people, single people, gay people, straight people, divorced people, confused people, sick people, well people, doubting people, weak people, powerful people, fill in the blank people. We welcome all. We also want to be a church that is more known for the things we're for than the things we're against. It's easy being cynical and pointing out what's wrong with the world, but that's not interesting at all. Draining, in fact. A couple years ago, we came up with six values that describe what kind of community we're striving to be. 
goodness and beauty, renewal, grace, wholeness, generosity, and story. Our hope is that each of us would seek to live those values out in our own individual ways. Scott Hodge, The Orchard Community. What do you guys feel about that answer? I think it's an excellent response. Mm -hmm. I do. And I like truly going there. I can say that is a hundred. Like that's not let me look, make myself look good. So that if anybody's in the Aurora area and wanted to check out our church, then let me just make myself look good. Cause they're not like that. Like that is truly how he feels like the whole putting asses in there. That's truly what he said. I, was gonna say, I actually appreciate him personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's truly how it is there, and 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 I think that you know it's a wonderful thing because you don't feel judged when you go in. You do feel extremely welcome, um, and they like talk about their values at the beginning of every single church service. I remember when Lisa was like, "Oh, my pastor listens to the podcast." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I curse an awful lot on there. I was like, no, it is okay because She's like, no, no, he's, he's not like no, that. He's not judgmental in any way. Like, okay. And none of them are. What about um, you, Danielle? Did you get yeah. any responses? Or, I mean, what are your personal feelings right. on when you hear the word Christian? Because I know you are kind of like getting stronger mm-hmm. in your faith and you're really getting involved in the church and things like that. So when Lisa had said that she was going to do this, I was actually kind of excited to about, about doing the podcast mm-hmm. and talking about this. And I feel because you wanted to know why people stir away from the church mm-hmm. and everyone has their own reason. But if I can just explain it, like for me being a child to me being an adult where I'm not forced to go to church. Mm-hmm. So as a child, my dad's parents mm-hmm. made me and my cousin get up every Sunday morning, we had to get dressed, we had to go to church, and I remember this, and my grandfather actually died when I was five years old, so for Mm -hmm. me, as a young kid, every Sunday, it was like, we're sitting there, we're not really, um, we don't know what's going on, we're not understanding, but you have to sit here in church, and black churches go on forever, so it's like, I used to be like, ugh, when can we go home? I'm hungry. You know, like all those were crossed my mind. Then as I got older and we started going in other different churches, it was like, as a kid, I felt this is something that I have to do. This is something that my parents are forcing me to do. It wasn't, this is something that I want to get up and actually go to church. I'm, mm-hmm. This is just the daily routine that I have to, you know, to get up and to go to every Sunday. So as an adult, I kind of steered away from church and then I would go back and then I would go for a long time and then I would stop going and I would go for a long time and so I finally came to this church that I'm at now and it's Impact Community Church and I go every Sunday. I don't feel that I'm forced to go. I don't feel you know like it's an obligation to go. It's something that I Monday comes around I'm actually already looking forward to Sunday. Like our pastor just does a wonderful job at preaching. Everyone in the church is extremely nice, extremely friendly. Like they literally care. There is no judgment. Cause when I first went there, I'm like the situation that I had going into the church, I was like, Oh my gosh, everyone's going to judge me. Everyone, you know, it's not going to go the way that I thought it was going to go. It was so different, but I feel that a lot of people kind of steer away from the churches because of how a pastor may teach or preach. And it's not necessarily saying that they're a bad preacher, but that's just like a teacher to a student. If you can't learn from that teacher, you're not going to pay attention as a student. If they're just not clicking with you or preaching to you to a way that you can understand, you're not going to learn. You're not going to want to learn. You're going to be like, oh, I have to be here. Not something that I enjoy doing and I enjoy coming to. So I think a lot of people kind of leave the church because they're not getting what they're looking for or what they were thinking as in going into a church. And most people try one church, two church, and they're just like, forget it, you know. And a lot of people don't want to continuously switch churches. So I think that's one of the reasons why people kind of steer away from going to church. And ever since I started going to this church, I've missed two days since, like, two Sundays, since, like, May 1. I was, like, my my feet were so swollen that I took me, like, five minutes to get to my bathroom because my feet just hurt that bad. 
But, and the other one is because I went with my friend to her church that I used to go to. And when I went back, I literally sat there the whole time, like, I wish I didn't come. And it was a church that I used to go to, but I used to go to it because she, you know, it was her church. Mm-hmm. Her mom was the pastor, but, and it wasn't in a bad sense. It was just like, I wasn't being pursued. It wasn't your family. Right. Like, it was an environment where you right. were learning and you were growing yes. and you were connecting. And with- what was that one? Was it another, like, a non-denominational church or um, was it? I'm not exactly sure. Mm. But I feel that some churches, like, I don't know. Some churches I went to, like, when we went to um, our friend's grandma's funeral and they had masks. And I was just like, this is so different. And I was like, this is not, and no, nothing towards Catholics. Like, everyone has their own opinion with religion. I couldn't personally do it. Mm-hmm. I Just personally, I couldn't do it. And I, it just felt so different. I felt really weird. And, you know, it's, it's all God. But it was just the way that you're taught the way mm-hmm. that they had to go through things, the way that you had to repeat something every two minutes, the way that you had to stand when you wanted to, you had to be quiet. Where in my church, if you're feeling it, you're like, Hey, amen. You're standing up, you're clapping while the preacher's talking. Some churches is like, no, you got to sit there. You got to be quiet. You can only speak when you're spoken to, you know, so it's really different. And that's why I say a lot of people kind of steer away from it because of the way, you know, they have to find a preacher that can preach to them where they can learn and really understand what's being, you know, taught to them and really learn the Bible and make them want to be able to. Right. I mean, I feel like direction. when we were little, my mom said we'd go to church sometimes. And I mean, it, it clearly didn't have an impact on me because I don't remember it <laughs> ever. Um, and then I started going to a church with my friend every once in a while. I can't remember what it, it was. Um, And then when we were in Colorado, we started going to a non-denominational church. At first, it was great. Like, I really liked it. I, um, we would go every Sunday. Like, they really, when me and Calvin were having problems, like, we met with them. And they really, like, made, opened our eyes about our marriage and everything. And, like, it really was for them or else we probably really would be divorced right now. Um, So, in that sense, like, I'm really thankful to that church. But then when it became close to election time, and at this point we'd already moved um, back here, but I would watch them online because I just didn't have a church here that I just would go in and felt like, ooh, like this is my church home. I need to be here all the time. Um, And then it started being like the sermons would all of a sudden turn into rants about the presidential candidates and you know, if you're a true Christian, you will vote for Republican and you will this. Like, it totally turned into, I am going to teach you into saying, this is what God is telling me today to talk about, that this world needs a Republican president. Like, seriously, like, I was, like, in shock. I was like, is this dude serious? Like, I think one of my biggest things was going to horrible. church. Uh, because I was also, I also grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. But for me, I didn't feel forced to go. Like, I actually enjoyed getting up, going, mm-hmm. you know, seeing my friends at church, learning mm-hmm. about God. I mean, we went to Sunday school. Mm-hmm. My mom was the uh, Sunday school coordinator on mm-hmm. the base. And I went to church all like growing up and all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, what I realized is when I got out of high school and I went to churches and I realized that the big push and the big emphasis was money. Mm-hmm. And that's actually probably what started me to like go away from church and religion, not mm-hmm. so much spirituality because I mean, I still believe in a higher mm-hmm. being and I was raised Christian. So I believe in Jesus Christ. Um, I also kind of believe that all the religions with one God kind of get you into that point. It's mm-hmm. just different religions. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing for me is going to a service mm-hmm. and being demanded that I pay tithe because it's in the Bible that you must pay your 10% and that that is your push every single Sunday. It turns me away because I was not raised 
in a church where they did anything but hand out the offering plate. Never once did I hear them say in the Bible, it says you must like when I go to churches here in like civilian world, like they really push the money. Mm-hmm. And now I get it because church is full of politics. You have church boards, you have like all these, it's like, it's basically like a business and I don't like it at all. And I know that you have to take this money, this offering, these tithes, and you have to pay bills. And that's why you make such a big push. But I hate you trying to link it to like, this is what the Bible says, make sure you're paying it. I'm like, this is your emphasis every single Sunday, every single Sunday. I think that that turns me off to going to a church when all I hear is how much money you need for whatever you need. Why isn't your emphasis on the word? Mm-hmm. You know, your topic should be the main focus. And all I can hear is, oh, let's take up a second offering. I'm like, why? Why? Why are we doing this? Second or third? Now, I have to agree with you, Mayor, a part of what you have to say. When I was going to my friend's church, they would do that. They would say, um, you know, it's like they had three or four baskets. And it was like offering and tithe, which are two different things. Then they have, you know, if they had a guest speaker, they would want you to give money to the guest speaker. If they were like, you know, we need to pay our light bill, we need to pay this, you know, there's another, there's another basket for that. And I was like, me, I'm, I'm just like, I'm barely making it as it is, you know, like I don't mind offering, but when you're saying now I have to provide, you know, my offering and then take money for the church, then take money because someone came and they spoke and I'm thankful for when people come and speak and they want to preach to you. I'm thankful for all of that. Now, the church that I go to now, yes, every Sunday at the end of service, someone gets up and they talk about how important tithing is, but they don't push it for you to be like, you have to tithe. It's more or less like a lot of people get up at the end of service and they will do a testimony. And it's like their testimonies are... You know, it's it's expiring to make you want to do it. And I would have to say for my own, I have, I don't tithe like I should every Sunday because I just can't afford to tithe every Sunday. But when I do, when I was tithing for a while, it was just like all these miracles that were happening just out of nowhere, you know, things that I didn't think was possible just happened. So I think that some churches, they use tithing for a different purpose than what it is supposed to be. Like, tithing is in the Bible, but I don't think that you should force people to tithe and do this and, you know, whatever else for it. Um, I like the fact that our church, like, even if, like, they have anything going on, like, the money that they get, they really do give back to, like, the community or church members that are, like, in really need of help or whatever. Like, it's not like they take the money, they keep it for themselves, and that's it. Like, they really do take the money and use it to, like, good needs. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing toys for tots. So, and we had a meeting about this, and, you know, for Christmas, and, you know, the toys coming in and we're handing it out to, like, over 700 kids in the Aurora area alone. And some of the families needed coats. And food. So a lot of the church members, we donated money for like a food drive for, you know, like $10 or you can bring in food. I just gave $10 so I didn't have time to go to the grocery store. But then it was like when we were at the meeting, they're like, well, you know, some families needed coats. So they took money from the church's money and bought coats for these families. So I think that if you're tithing and you're using it for a good purpose, Mm -hmm. you're taking the money that people are giving back to God because that's what tithing is about. You're giving your 10% to God because technically 100% of it's God's money. If you went out on your own and you bought coats and you donated them to a shelter, are you in fact tithing? Yes, and I was told that because I asked. I, I asked somebody, I said, I'm not for sure. I said, I cannot afford to tithe. And somebody said, it's not always about tithing and going to church, but it's, you know, about giving, period. Exactly. And that's the way I have always been raised to Mm -hmm. think of tithing and offering. Like, yes, you give what money you can, but a lot of it should be your time and doing good works and things like that. And I believe that's part of your tithing as well. But 
if you go to a church, some of them will collect your paycheck stubs because they want to make sure you're tithing your 10%. And I do not agree. And this is where me and religion take two separate turns. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I've kind of gone away from the church. And not to say that my last church was like, really big like it. They, I liked how they ran it. They weren't just like, you know, push, push, push. They were just like, okay, we're collecting, you know, tithes and offerings now. Here you go. Pass the plates around. And then that was it. But, but I've been to some where it's like yeah, two like, or three offerings I in a don't service. Think I have Sunday. ever been to a church that they do, like you were just saying, like the three. That's insane. Like we do the one. He talks about it. You know, Scott, our pastor talks about it. And then it goes around. It's not like it's a, if you do not tie, do tie their offering, like you can't be here. There's no like push, 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 like three times. That's crazy. Yeah, like and isn't all of your tithes and offerings from the one time supposed to go into the stuff that that church did three times? But that's what I'm saying. Like churches like that is where you get like Tiffany, where mm-hmm. she feels like, and I'm <laughs> oh, not saying in a bad way. Yeah, but I'm no, saying that you feel no, driven realistic. away from it the is church. realistic. It's I hear that like, often. They're like this, 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 yep. this, this. You know, we need money for this. We need money for this. We need mm-hmm. money for this. And then you're like, are we really coming here to provide for you personally, or are we coming here to learn? You know, and right. that's why I said some people, like, it hurts my heart when you hear people like that because mm-hmm. they're steering away from the church because of the money aspect where churches need to preach more, mm-hmm. you know, and not so much focus on tithing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, like you said, if you tithe, that's between you and God. That's something that you're going to have to deal with with right. God, whether you tithe or you don't tithe, or mm-hmm. if you pray about it and say, I really feel that I can't, you know, but... I'm taking my time and I'm doing this mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm doing that. So, you know, I, I, I have to agree with you. Like, churches like that just make me be like, oh, I kind of don't, you know. Right. And even Christians that, oh, you just got $200. Did you tie that? Oh, your taxes just came in. Did you tie that? And then that makes you just kind of like cringe when you hear a Christian mm-hmm. like, constantly hey oh you got some money did you put your tithes in you know and it was like i've had friends like that and i'm kind of like ugh, like you know and it makes you not want to bring up certain things Mm -hmm. that you want you know that you want to talk to your friends about because that's the first thing they're going to do is say did you tie that did you tie that so you know i I understand where you're coming from definitely like i understand that's a lot of um like that is a lot of responses that you hear from people or like when i was reading um like i was reading on twitter i was trying to like find all these different responses because I got a lot of more positive responses on our Facebook statuses and I got like Tiffany got some not so positive responses um you got I got one response a weird response but but no offense to the girl because it was kind of funny actually um (laughs) but it was like you know one of them is like they're churches have now become money hungry um judgmental if you don't believe their way there's no way um if it's this or that you know it's like it's so much negativity and like i said i have had those judgmental people in my life i have had those people that they use their christianity in quotations i put it it to their advantage they will like look up bible verses and say well this is what the bible says so i'm justified for my action or well that's you know like, and it, it's i think we're like what we're seeing now especially was with the whole same-sex marriage thing right i mean and this is where a lot of people are getting this like repercussion of like christians mm-hmm. are judging because mm-hmm. a lot of them were like well they're living in sin a sin is a sin blah 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 and I'm like, so you're telling me you never sinned. Mm-hmm. A lot of you people are premaritally fornicating and have the nerve to talk about homosexuality. Right. As though you are not sinning based on a lot of things listed in the Bible. I think what, like eating pork or wearing mm-hmm. certain materials in your I clothing are all sins, technically. I mean, I think... One, no sin is bigger than the next sin. So my favorite quote is, "Don't judge me because you sin differently than I do." Like a sin is a sin, regardless if it's a small sin or a big sin. In God's eyes, it's a sin. He will forgive you for your sins, but 
you are not, and I'm not necessarily saying you, Tiffany, but you're no better than me because you may have sinned she's just a little bit. Yeah, she's like pointing right, her phone right. in my direction. Because, you know, you said <laughs> your sin may have been a little smaller than my sin. That doesn't make you any better than me. And I think people will use stuff like that to their advantage. And that is another reason that so many people are, you know, getting this perception of Christians and getting this perception of churches because there is churches that are like cults now. If you don't believe what I believe, then you need to go. Um, there's some in Colorado. One of them actually had a shooter come because that's it was actually next to Tyler's Elementary School. There's this huge church there, and it is more. I think I talked about it one time on the podcast um, about how the students went to my dad's school and they actually had to bring in the parents and talk to them because the students brought all of this into the school and were telling other kids, like, you're going to hell because you don't go to my church. Yeah, you did talk you're about You're this that before, or you're yeah. that. And somebody actually came and they did start shooting in the church because they said that it's a cult and they only believed what they believed. But it's true. It, it That is how a lot of what, I guess, what they're calling mega churches, um, they say are leaning towards is if you don't do it their way, it's not the right way. Um, there's other churches that I know I know are the same way, and those are the churches that I think are more out there and more in the open, like the what was that one church that we talked about before? Westboro Baptist, right? So that is what is always in the news, and that's what's always on social media. So that is why I think everybody is getting this horrible perception, and it's kind of like what Scott did say in his answer. So many Christians turn around and say, well, that's not my problem. That's their problem. No, it is our problem as Christians because we need to get out there and we need to let people know that is not how everybody is. That is not how our, our, our churches are. I know my church isn't like that. Your church isn't like that. I'm sure the church you used to go to, it's not like that. Or we would not be there. And there is a lot more churches that aren't like that than that are. It's just they're not out there because they don't have the drama and the whatever else attached to their church. Um, should we go to our Facebook responses? Were you saying here? something earlier? I know you were... I forgot oh. already. Okay. I was trying to remember. I was like, okay, she's oh, right. like, yeah. I was like, like, was like we're about to go yeah. and she didn't. Sorry. I forgot Sorry, what I... Know. I forgot. What were we talking about before Lisa went... On her well, tirade? Yeah. Um, I think it, it was... I don't know. Sorry. Was it the homosexuality? Maybe in the church. That is what we were talking about. We were about. talking about what? Homosexuality and church and gays and the way Christians. Oh, I was saying that, like, no sin is. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Sin. <clears throat> so, I don't know. As for me and how I think, and, like, I always say, if I think wrong, then that's between me and God. And I pray and I ask, you know, God to show me to think the mm-hmm. way that I should think or you know, feel the way that I should feel to have my heart to mm-hmm. love people the way that, you know, he would want me to love. But then again is I don't like people to attack, you know, same sex mm-hmm. people. I don't. One of my really good friends, you know, she married a female and I still love her mm-hmm. just as I did when I was in high school. You know, like she is like one of my really close friends. But I feel that at the end of the day, everyone has to face Jesus himself. You're not going to have to face me. So whatever right. I feel or whatever the next person feels, it. you know what I'm saying? Like, no one should judge because that person has to face Jesus themselves. You and know, I some think people don't believe that. Like, do. They judge and they forget that in the Bible it says, like... Isn't judgment you, a sin? You can... I don't know if it's a sin, sin but they say, not, like, you can't... Not it's like, like you're not supposed to judge. What is it? Let he Period. who is without sin cast the first stone. It's yeah. the same thing. Right. You cannot pass judgment on someone else when you have sinned as well. So, like, that's kind of how I look at, okay, if you think homosexuality is a sin, great, don't do it then. Don't be homosexual. What they do or what you do, that's between you and God. You want to be a prostitute? Hey, that's between you and God. Mm -hmm. My only job here is to love you and treat you like a decent human being. That's me and you. You know? I think that's... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say... um. I forgot I was going to say that quick. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> we just cut Danielle off. I know, and I keep forgetting that quick. Right? Was you I just let say? her finish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this. I'm getting too old. <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, I mean, like, I feel like, um, you know, who are we to judge? Like we were kind of saying already, who are we to judge? Who am I to judge anybody else for what they do in their life? It's an, I'm not to judge. We're not supposed to judge as Christians. You know, we are supposed to love everyone and we are supposed to welcome everybody with an open heart and an open mind. And truly, he is the only one who can judge. So who are we to judge? And if that is how, you know, people, if they're gay, they're divorced, they're whatever, that's not like some Christians that will go to the extent of, I don't care what is going on in your marriage. You don't divorce. Oh, you're getting beat. Well, I guess you better just suck it up, buttercup, and don't get divorced. Like, it's, I don't think it should be like that. And they're judging these people for wanting to stay in marriages. But it should not. And, um, you remember what you were going to say? Really quick. Um, maybe. Yes, it like keeps. It keeps slipping. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I thought about it. I was like, yes, I got it. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was really important. What did I want to say really quick? Was it with judging or? No. Um, yes. Okay. So I just want to get on the other side of the fence because we have talked about um, why, wh- how people feel about Christians and mm-hmm. how they feel that like we're all judgmental when we're more bad than mm-hmm. we are supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of want to put a little food for thought out there. And I guess I had to learn this myself too. And this doesn't only go with Christianity, but it goes with just life in general, and I can see how people can interpret it into something different. When a person trying to change their life, you know, sometimes you're kind of stepping away from your old life. So then people that you normally hang with, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're acting different. Oh, you're this. So when people are trying to step over, they're trying to live a better life, they're trying to, you know, better themselves. They're trying to get closer to God, and then you have friends that are now like, oh, now, you know, you're this and you're that because they're trying to better themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like not all, I think people, they're like, they think bad of Christians because Christians are changing their life. Not only because there are some that are like, you're going to hell if you do this, you're going to hell if you don't do this, you know? Because then they're like, what the heck? Like, you know, someone's constantly telling me I'm going to hell. But it's like, if I'm trying to change my life for the better, I expect you as my friends. And I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying people in general. She's definitely You too. (laughs) No, but I expect you guys to be like, okay, I support you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah, we have to change our way. So if I say, okay, I'm no longer drinking because of this, I would want you guys to be like, okay, I respect that. Or if I say, I'm no longer. That's the wrong thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, I'm just using it as an example. But I'm just saying like. In general, and I think sometimes people but forget I think with that. that terms, like, okay, look mm-hmm. at the terms that you use, and you're like, I'm trying to better my life. So what you're simply saying to somebody else is, I'm trying to be better than what you and no. I were. And, and that's how people perceive it. Right. Not to it, say that's what not, you're saying. Yeah, right. But when you use those terms, like, I'm just trying to better myself and get closer to the Lord, people are like, oh, so you're saying because I did these things that you were doing... You are now better because you're See, no longer doing it. And I think that's it. how I think that's how people look at it, and that yeah. you know what I'm saying. And that's I think how it people is. can look at it. But I mean, I think that as a Christian, I can't say, "Oh, so now that I'm so close mm-hmm. to the Lord, you guys are sinning because you guys are doing this, even though I did it before." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it could be a sin, yes, but I'm not going to go back and be like, "Oh, I'm throwing it in your face because mm-hmm. now I've stepped over when I have." before in the past done this mm-hmm. done you know what I'm saying yeah. so and I think that that's you know it's it's kind of like the, the balance like thing you where have it can to go back and forth I think as a Christian you can't preach you have to live by example it's right. like yeah, if true. people see you doing great they don't want to hear but like I'm doing better than you they want to see like oh sh- like Danielle she's right. really you know doing all these great things because she got closer to the Lord I want to do the same thing they don't want to hear you say Oh, look at all this good stuff I'm doing. I'm helping the poor and I'm feeding, you know, people who need it. And I am just doing so great because I got close to the Lord. Nobody wants to hear you you do it. And I feel like a lot of people do do that. Like you will see it all the time. Like I did this or I did that. So, you know, I'm, I'm so close with God. Well, you can do a thousand good deeds, but do you, 
live your life the way you should follow him in every other aspect of your life. Like, you can point out great things all the time. And I'm not but saying you should be perfect no, to be a Christian. Oh, no, me neither. Absolutely you, not. You cannot throw up in people's faces but I'm, the like, bad that they're doing right. in order to make you feel good. Like, if right. you feel oh, good, Oh, yeah, I'm great. agreeing with you 100%. No, yeah, totally. Like, can I say a quick people, example? Uh-huh. So, I have this friend, um, and every time this person's life is, like, really bad they're oh my gosh I'm praying and I need to talk you know uh-huh. everything and then when their life is going good they're like I'm being blessed and it I, I kid you not in the same wording whether it's face to face whether it's Facebook whether it's Twitter whatever they'll be like oh I'm blessed you guys are hating but keep on hating because God's gonna keep blessing me right. and then I look at you people see stuff like and that I'm like how can time. you say that within the same Oh, I'm getting blessed. Keep hating me because the more you hate, the more God's going to bless me. Like, you can't think like that, you know? And that's why people mm-hmm. are like, hmm, this is how Christians are. You know, they're right. it's like, like ha, when ha, you're ha. doing great, you want to throw up in everybody's faces right. how great you're doing. Instead of just living that life and being great and doing right. what you're doing, you know, I think that's a little off putting to people's like, and that's oh, another and look reason. look at how bad you're right. doing. That's another reason that Christians are judged because you log into Facebook, you see it all the time. Like, you see the people all down. Oh, I need to, like you were saying, I need to get closer to the Lord. I need to do this. Oh, I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. I prayed one time and now I'm blessed. No, it does not work <laughs> that way. Like, you see it all the time. And um, so let's go, like, speaking of Facebook, because... God knows you log on Facebook and you see all kinds of crazy things. Um, so I actually, um, put out two questions on Facebook. Um, when you hear the word Christian, what do you think of? The second one is, why do you feel so many have turned away from Christianity and the church? Um, that's just a question I had one person say. That's just a question that opens the floor for a huge debate argument with some folks. So many people believe, think, feel differently on what they feel Christianity should be. When all people need to do is read the Bible and it's all written right there for us to know how we should be. Christians get such a bad name due to so many Westboro Baptist people and so many people that will post a Bible verse and then a minute later be talking about thoughts, keeping it a hundred, disregarding women and other dirty stuff. Blows my mind. What do I think about the word Christian? I think about how everyone is so divided that it's hard to tell anymore. And I said, you know, it's for our podcast. If if it becomes a debate, it becomes a debate. It's a question, you know, kind of put out there. Um, and I said, and you're right. I said, Saturday night posts are definitely way different than Sunday morning posts on some people's pages. Um, he said, the problem is there's ways, there's a way to judge as a Christian that's in a loving manner. But people obviously don't know how to do that. No, people don't know how to do that. I feel like just even going on looking because they say it's in a non-judgmental, loving manner, but clearly it's a judgmental, hateful manner. And then they say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling you what, how Christians or, or God would want us to be. Mm, Re, how about you reread your thing about how a week you from now? Make that decision? Right. Or how about you reread your status or your response to something in about a week when you're not in the heat of the argument and let's see how you feel about it. But that's just my thoughts. Um, he said, now too many churches are watering down their messages and everything is okay in moderation. That's not true. People want to hear the NIV versus the KJV. The truth versus people's feelings getting hurt too easy. People know to have their feelings tested to move forward. Um, one other person put for answer one was one holy apostolic. Is that the word? Apostolic and universal. Without these, it's not Christian. Number two is bad example of people who go by the name of Christian. Um, another person put to number one was one who aspires to be Christ-like and or attends church and has a relationship with God. Number two is personal bad experience and or people just not really wanting to be a part of the church to begin with. Um, one of my other ones that I posted, I had got um, 
Did, response. Did you get any response to Danielle? I got one response. All right, let's go, Danielle. And, <laughs> I'm not going to throw her name Hilarious. Out there, <laughs> I got to tell you, it was pretty funny. So, once again, I always post in my group that I am in on Facebook, and it's just a group of all mm-hmm. women. And I only got one response to this, and she basically said that when she read the word Christian, she thought of the Fifty Shades of Grey. But <laughs> I mean, hey, it's an honest answer. So I told her, thank I was you like, for your I was answer. Like, and it was like really early in the morning, and I was like, your mind is just somewhere else. So early. <laughs> it's an honest answer. Um, the other one that I got, I just I probably won't remember question to one, but to number two, it's kind of like. Um, why I truly wanted to kind of do this and talk about what people thought. Um, one of my friends put, too many today are being fed by the internet and news media and not the word of life. In order to have a true relationship with the Lord, one must pray each day, read their Bible each day, and attend worship service regularly. None can see the Father except through Son, except through the Son. If you're not saved by the blood of the Christ, I encourage you to do so today. And it's true. I feel like social media and media in general just make everything out to be horrible. So I had three responses, and all of mine are like, I already read the first response, like the question to um, when you mm-hmm. hear the word Christian, so I've already read those. Mm-hmm. So I'll read the, the answer to the second question, which is, why do you feel so many have turned away from Christianity and the church? So one person said, they shun you for being imperfect. I don't need to hear how quickly I'm going to hell for being the human I was created to be, shaking my head. Another person, um, and I know this person is atheist, this one that I'm about to read, she said, because there's no sense in it. No one needs a book to guide them through life on how to be good. And have you heard the story of creation? It sounds like a great sci-fi movie. Mm -hmm. And I will say that. You shouldn't need a book to tell you how to be a decent human being. I will agree with that. Um, Especially because if you look at the Bible and the different things it tells you, I don't think people realize that some of that stuff is parables. Like, it's a, you're not supposed to take the story literally. You're supposed to take the meaning inferred by the story. But I don't think people understand that. Um, and then the last person said, Due to the hypocrisy and twisting scripture to suit one's agenda, the church often causes a rift between cultures. I personally shun, shun conformed religion, alone on history of murder and bloodshed in the name of religion. I believe we are all one people under the same sky. We just happen to be on different latitude and longitude, speaking different languages. So you're saying we're all humans. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it that because someone doesn't believe the same thing as you, it makes them less of a person? And a lot of times I think that's another thing is people feel that Christians treat them as less as a, a human being, someone who's not worthy because they don't believe in the same thing that they do. And I think that's another thing that is just off-putting to a lot of people. And yeah. so really quick, I think, too, a lot of... Um things why people feel that they don't want to come over to Christianity or faith is the simple fact that they don't want to change their life habits. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily the Bible is a book to tell you how to live your life. And the Bible is a book of all stories because it's not all stories. And like Um, Tiffany said, you cannot take all of it literally. Like we did have a whole service on this. Like it's not, you cannot take all that literal. And a lot of your own children, like you, you can't. A lot of people, I think a lot of people look at it as it's a book with stories in it. And the whole Bible is not a book with stories in it because there are certain scriptures and that isn't a story, but it has a really good meaning behind it and it really makes you think. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times people don't want to jump over to the Christianity faith and not just Christian, just Mm -hmm. religious faith in general is because, yes, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to do that. People still do it, yes, but a lot of people don't want to jump over to that faith because they don't want to change their life. And just mm-hmm. because we've said before, you're a Christian, you're not supposed to do this stuff, but that's, you know, like, I'm still sinning. I sin every day, so I'm not going to sit there, you know, and tell the next person that you're sinning. And there's a lot of stuff that, like, the pastor says, and my pastor would tell you all the time before he speaks, and he was like, I'm about to step on somebody's toes, so, like, you're sitting in church, and he says something like, yep. That's totally me. I'm I'm totally sinning. Like I, I I live with somebody. I'm shacking with somebody that I'm not married to. So that's a sin. So that's a sin that I live with daily. But that's something that that ha- that I have to talk over with God. That I, you know what I'm saying. So I don't want people to look at me and judge me and you know like oh she's living with this person yet they're not together yet they're fornicating they're not married you know just everything. So I think that like 
even though you want to become religious, you can still take time to better your life, to get to know God, and then make those decisions. You know, don't just be so quick to judge, just, Mm -hmm. just learn. Like, every day is a learning experience for me, and I do things where every day I read a different scripture in the Bible, and it's just, I learn. You know, I learn every day, and then it's just like, you know, one day at a time, you take it and you change your life to what you want to change your life to. But back to the whole judging thing, like I said, I sin, and I know that I sin, so I can't sit here and say, well, you know, you're a sinner, you're going to hell, because I'm sinning, you know, just the same, Mm -hmm. so. I mean, that's me, too, like, with the whole sinning and judgment. Well, you're married, so you're not communicating. Well, I've... (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, sinning in general. Yeah. I've sinned. I'm sure I've sinned in my marriage. I'm sure I'm not the best wife. I have not always been the best wife. Um, I, you know, but I am not going to judge somebody else because now I am turning, or I've been kind of on my journey, my spiritual journey, and we are, you know, trying to turn, well, I'm still, we're still turn, working on it and turning yeah. our lives around and wanting to go this route. Like, I... We are truly, really thankful for the orchard because um, they are, they're so open there. You know, nobody is judged. I mean, he will stand up, Scott, our pastor will stand up and say exactly what he said in his answer. Like, I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're confused. I don't care if you don't believe. I don't care if you're divorced, married. Just like he said, that is truly how it is. You know, then I started um, serving in the children's orchard. And I cannot believe, like, how much inspiration that those kids, that those kids even bring into our lives and how much you learn off of them. Just because, you know, they're kids and they're open and, Oh, it's because they, they don't have, have a, judgment. They have they, a simplistic right. view mm-hmm. of, they don't have a conflated view of religion. And I think the older right. you get, the more conflated your view of religion is, the more that you are taught to mm-hmm. look at every nook and cranny within mm-hmm. the word and say, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And like I said, they have some weird things about like what you should be wearing, what you shouldn't be wearing right. on what days of the week, what you shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not follow any of that. They're like, oh, that's very old. Uh, right. So you choose, you pick and choose what you want mm-hmm. to. Whereas kids just have a simple thing. You love Jesus. You love everybody. You tell the truth. You don't lie. You be good to others. You don't murder. You don't steal. They get the very basics. And then we as adults, just complicated. The older you get, it's yeah, just like more complicated. Some Sundays when I will walk out of there um, after I was the lead teacher in class, and I will think, Man, Lisa, you have been stressing over the stupidest stuff. Like, you truly just need to turn to your faith. You need, like, you need to be more like these kids. Like, just know you love God and he's going to be there and he will make a way for you. And stop controlling, trying to control everything. Stop doing this. Like, think like them. And you just truly walk out inspired sometimes. And then ashamed of how you've been acting. I'm like, I'm so far away from (laughs) No, it's... (laughs) That's not like the heathen over here. I'm like, "Mm." But we're not judging you there, (laughs) Tiff. Um, And I just want to say why we're closing, like, a huge shout out to our pastor, Scott Hodge, um, at the Orchard, because... I, like, randomly sent him a Facebook message and was like, hey, this is what I'm doing the podcast on. Would you mind answering a couple questions? And, I mean, he got back to me right away. He's like, of course, absolutely. Like, do you want to sit down and meet and we can, like, record them or do however. And I'm like, no, I can email you or message you, whatever's easiest for you. So, a huge shout out. Um, I think if you... you want to shout out your pastor as well? Pastor David. Right? <laughs> like, if you are in the... Any, and any question or any, you know, check out one of our churches. Like ours is the Orchard Community in Aurora. What ours is on um, Impact Community Church in Aurora. And I would say, like, if just you check them out, yeah, just if you're in the Aurora area and mm-hmm. you want to check out Lisa Eyes Church, just mm-hmm. message us. Like, there's no Facebook, judgments. Twitter. There's no. And I would nothing. have to say, like, I I tried to get one of my coworkers to come to church. And our pastor was like, think of three people, you know, that's not so close to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the people that came up and the church always says, like, you're supposed to sow the seeds. You're supposed to, or you're mm-hmm. supposed to plant the seed. And then, you know, God's supposed to water it for somebody to, you know, come closer to their mm-hmm. faith. So I invited him and I'm like, there's so many younger people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And our church just has so much. We have young adults ministry. We have women's ministry. We have CAA, which is for the children. We just have so much. So if you ever want to come and yeah. check out our church, I so if you're local, ever yeah, yeah, you're in the Sunday. northern Illinois, kind of near Chicago <laughs> right. suburbs area, yeah, the definitely Orchard check Community out those. and yeah. Impact Church, Impact in Church. Illinois. Yeah. Open to Rural, so. All right, Dan, uh, Dan, Lisa, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah. Um, just thank you for listening. Um, Danielle's what's your next week's so podcast? next week's podcast is going to be about Christmas. So look forward to mm-hmm. talking about Christmas holiday because it's going to be right. It's Christmas. coming right up like crazy. <laughs> um, you know we do have um our website that our podcasts go on. It's fifteen fifteen am. There's tons of other podcasts about like wrestling, boxing. Um, music, like music, different albums that come out. New albums that come love out. Love and hip hop. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you're a love and hip hop fan, <laughs> uh, TV shows. Out. I think Google Opposites they discuss current news and like different TV yeah. shows and things like that. So, so just a lot of stuff on the yeah. site. Go check it out. Go check it Browse. out. Always so remember, you guys can hit us up on fr- our Facebook, Facebook page, our Twitter, our Instagram, basically mm-hmm. at the MWT Podcast. Yes. They're all the same for all of them. You can email us at the MWT Podcast at gmail.com. Um, just mm-hmm. interact with us. Let us know your yeah. thoughts. Let us know, you know, drink selections. Drink we got selection, a recipe yes. you want us to try right. out. We'll try them out. I mean, we like food too. Maybe you don't drink. You like to eat. Yeah. We like food too. <laughs> Shoot us some food recommendations. Send us right. some food here. <laughs> Order us some food. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it looks like we're out of eggnog. So we're out of. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Until next time. Go. See ya. See ya. Peace. <laughs>